0: Up in the fear of God and listen to the Holy Gospel, a chapter from the Holy Gospel, a constant Luke. May his blessing be, O Solomon, a psalm of our teacher David, the prophet and king. May his blessing be, Solomon. Will, I will sing to the Lord who has dealt bountifully with me, and I will sing psalms to the name of the Lord Most High. But I have hoped in your mercy, my heart shall exult in your salvation. <coughs> Blessed is who comes in the name of the Lord, O Lord, save of us all, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, glory be to forever and ever. Amen. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then behold men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, and they sought to bring him in and lay him before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. So when he saw their faith, he said to him, Man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies, who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, Why are you reading this in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Rise up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately he rose up before them, took up what he had been laying on, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things today. Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, me. Today is the second Sunday of the Blessed Month of Bauna, and it's the first week in the same time of or first Sunday of the Apostles' Fast. The story is well known, and we heard it many times, during the Sunday readings, and also during our daily readings in the Bible. But our title is It is Time to Rip the Roof of this place. Every one of us has his own <coughs> infirmity or disability. And we are coming before God with our own infirmity or disability. And still, the need is the same thing. It's time to rip the roof off, <coughs> to present my case before the Lord. Let me start with the words of St. John Chrysostom, who is saying Of all the afflictions that burden the human race, there is not one. Whether spiritual or bodily, that cannot be healed by the Holy Scriptures. He is telling you, and me this morning, nominate your affliction or your burden, whether it's emotional or spiritual or bodily or whatever it is. And be sure that in His presence, there is always healing. He said in Psalm 107 and verse 20, He sent His word and He healed them and saved them from the destructions. And today, when we hear the scriptures, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wants to do the same thing to take your burden and to release you from this burden. You can think of it as if I am the one who has no burdens. We are sick, but I am not. But the Lord is pointing towards every and each one of us. It's your own affliction that I want to heal this morning. But to rip off the roof, we need to do a few things. Let us go step by step only in two verses. In Luke 5, verse 18 and 19, which we read today. First thing is, those four men, they went out of their way. When you insist to be in your own (coughs) path, when you insist to reject, or when you insist that you are not going to go off your way, because you want to do what is in your mind, you are missing two things. You are missing your own healing, if you imagine, this man who was paralyzed, he was rejecting the help of the poor man. Or this poor man said, it's not, it's not, our business. none of our business. Let him do it if he want. If you can say like the man, <clears throat> the centurion, who said, I have authority, we can go and tell him, just do it for him. You can order his healing from here. Verse 8 reads, Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed. Are you choosing to go off your way, or are you still insisting to go your way? Your way of thinking, your way of life, the way you perceive things as well. Those men were were able to, through their faith, the Lord was doing this miracle, but because they chose to go out of their own way. Think of your ways today. Is it your own ways or God's ways? The only verse that has been repeated twice in the whole book of Proverbs, which is full of wisdom, that some ways seems good, but it ends up with this. And he's asking us this morning, Are you in this way that seems good, but it ends up to this, or what? Whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. The Lord is saying, you, you are today laid before me. For a cause, for a reason. Someone has brought you here this morning. It's not by chance, it's not because you wake up today early you came to the church, but you came because the Lord wants you to went <coughs> to go out of your own old ways. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter thirty one, verse eight, <coughs> the Lord is saying, It is the Lord <coughs> who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. He's telling you, wherever you go out of your way, it's something new. But something that sometimes the devil is telling you, it's hard. You can't make it. But he's assuring you, you will be able to make it because I am with you. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. He's assuring every one of us if you choose to go out of your way I am with you those four men they didn't think how easy it will be or how hard it could be but they insist we are going to be there we are going to present our case before the Lord the second thing they did (coughs) they were persistent sometimes you go for one mile we went and it was very crowded and we can go in through, through, or we can go through with this paralyzed man. But they we were persistent to go in. If you continue in the same verse 19, and when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop. Did they manage to think of it before they go? No, but they have one thing they are persevering to present him before God. And someone was praying for you to be here this morning in the church, persevering that you might hear a word. As St. John Christus was telling us at the beginning, that there is no illness, no affliction, no burden, is not going to be healed through the word of God. And more than that, in the end, we are in communion with the incarnate word of God through the Eucharist, who is giving us his life and taking us all our infirmities and our burdens. Second thing, they were persistent. And he's asking you and me this morning, Are you persistent in receiving something from the Lord this morning? Or are you just coming because it's a habit of a Sunday? Or a habit every, some Sundays I am in the church. Those people, and when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they invented a way that we can do it in this way. And they went up on the housetop and laid him down with his bed. saying. Paul in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9 is encouraging us more. He is telling us, you can say, but I can't do it more than that. He is telling you, "And let us not grow weary of doing good. Why? There is always something. Because sometimes I did something good, but no reward. For in due season, it is not the reaping season yet. Do it, believing that it is going to, to reap at one point we will reap. Assurance of reaping, but in due season. If we don't give up, many of us unfortunately give up. Give up even in a relationship with God. Because God is not <clears throat> protecting me. Or God is not giving me what I was looking for. Or I was deceived, again, blaming God, that God is the cause of my deception in my life. But those people were persistent. We are going to present our case before him and we are sure that he is able to heal us. The third thing is they took the risk. When they couldn't find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. We heard many times about taking the risk. Most of the church fathers said that to believe or to have faith, it's a risk. Your risk that you put your trust in someone else. Some of us still today never have this risk of faith. They never trusted anyone or trusted very, very few people. That's why they are not able to take the risk of following him fully. They said they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiring into the midst before Jesus. Sometimes they are ashamed to do something as such. Or some other time, people are voting us off. Don't do it. Just we heard in the news, I think yesterday or the day before, that a lady wanted to just to present her case before the governor of Giza. And then one of the officers slapped her on her face. How come that you can do such thing? But she accepted to take the risk. And even now she has a case bigger than it was. They went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. And he's asking you, where are you going to risk? Sometimes we are risking many things. Risking to do shameful things. And he he's asking me, are you ready to risk something to rip off your roof to present your case and the case of others. Maybe your children, your parents, your brothers, your sisters, whoever they are, before God. And His the risk we can take <coughs> Jeremiah <coughs> is encouraging us again to take such risk, say in Jeremiah 30, 33, call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things yes, at, the, at the door of this house we don't know what to do but he reveals to them something hidden that you have not known, I will tell you how your risk will be assured How your risk could be a healing in the end and a blessing for every one of you. The first thing they did, they carried the weight. Many of us this morning coming to the church with weights, but unfortunately weights upon others. I'm coming to, to put weight on my husband, on my wife, on my children, on my parents. But those people accepted to carry the weight. Are you able to choose to carry your own weight or you are a burden for many, even those who are very close to you. You are very selfish in your way of thinking. You are thinking of yourself and yourself alone. Again, the same two verses. Then behold, men brought on a bed, a man who was paralyzed. You choose to to carry this weight. And in the end, they went up and let him down with his bed, carrying the weight once more. Ask yourself this morning, and ask the Holy Spirit, whom we are celebrating the whole time of the Apostles' Fast, what sort of weight I choose to carry? And what sort of weight I choose to burden others, whoever they are? Whether this burden is it an emotional burden, or trouble I cause to them, or even an abuse to them. They choose to carry the weight. And He is urging and encouraging every one of us to choose to carry the weight, not to be a burden on others. Saint nights in his writings, he is saying, if a man does not tell everything to his spiritual father, why? Because it means you are uploading or downloading your burdens. Then his path is crooked and does not lead to the kingdom of heaven. But the path of one who tells everything leads directly to the kingdom of heaven. With Obedience, because sometimes you are ready to convey our burden to others. This is my opinion, and I'm not going to change my mind. What I am doing is always right, and I'm not going to change to, to, to change my mind. Again, you have your own burden, and you'd like to burden the whole community, so everyone around you, but you are not ready to carry anything for others. Saint Paul. In Romans 6 to Galatians uh, 6 2, bear you one another's burden, what sort of burden you choose to take on your shoulders, and so fulfill the law of Christ, which is the law of love. Finally, let me conclude with the words of Saint Bernardus the Great, who is saying, "Having God, fear nothing. Don't fear, fear, don't fear the risk. Don't fear the weight. Don't fear." <coughs> anything in presenting your case and the case of others before God. Having God, fear nothing but cast all of your care upon Him and He will take care of you. Believe undoubtingly, and God will help you according to His mercy. That's why the whole literature is full of this word Lord have mercy. This is when you come before Him without any doubt and God will help you and me according to His mercy. And out of His mercy is giving you this exchange of life. He is giving you his body and blood, his life to be your life. To have this ceiling or this roof ripped off, to enjoy the fullness of presenting our faces before the healer, our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that every one of us this morning will never go home without presenting his case, his own burden, the burden of others before God, and being sure that he is able to do the same miracle in my life to let me go home with sins forgiven, and with a physical, and emotional, and spiritual healing as well. May the glory of Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever and ever. Amen. Amen.